Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back or welcome for the first time. Yeah. If you are new around here, um, Andy and I, Andy is the Irish sound and fellow and Robbie is the other sound and fellow. So I'm the one that's easier to understand. Well, that's debatable. Oh, depending um, on where, you, where you're from where in the world. From. But we are two blokes. We want to be a little bit better. And be less of a shit gun. Yeah. Hence the title and tagline of this podcast. How to be less of a shit gun. <laughs> if you are new around here. Give us a follow or a subscribe. Apple, Spotify, Amazon if you're a lizard. Rate. Out of five stars, I think it is on Spotify. Give us five. Yeah. Even if you don't want to give us five. Yeah, just, just do, do it, it anyway. Just, just don't be don't be a shit cunt. I know where you live. Just do it. <laughs> um, give us a like. Share us on Instagram. Tell your friends. Tell, tell your, your da. Tell your da. <laughs> it's not da. It's da. Da. See, it um, doesn't work when you don't have the accent. Yeah, that was horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, That's almost as bad as when you did the Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Jack Grealish. <laughs> you ready? Let's open our beers. Three, two. Ooh. I like you went three, two, and then didn't do the one. You were a bit premature on that one, Robbie. <laughs> um, regular issue, apparently. Um, oh, it's a boy. <laughs> this one too Nice and frothy Hopefully I won't dribble this one on myself So again, again Today We are drinking Zero Plus Sports Beer Which is Electrolyte Enhanced Pale Ale And it's a non-alcoholic craft beer It's quite delicious It is um, If you are new around here It contains Anti-inflammatory Naturally occurring Polyphenols um, Which means that you can enhance your muscle recovery and enjoy it guilt-free. I'm not drinking a beer to enhance my muscle recovery. I just like beer. And this is a substitute that is not going to affect my sleep negatively or my recovery. So that's why I have that. I'm drinking it for the 60 milligrams of magnesium. Just take your magnesium. Before you go to bed. Extra magnesium. We were talking about recovery supplements on yeah. the last one. But I, I take magnesium, so I don't need it from a beer. I'm having the beer because I want the beer. Zero Plus Sports Beer. Sponsor us, please. You do realise they sponsor like proper professional triathletes and stuff. And us. Eventually. Maybe. <laughs> One day. Send them an email. I will. Uh, you know what? From the Better Blokes email address that we don't use. I will. I'll do it. <laughs> like Wagwan. You want to sponsor the boys? Less than 0.5% alcohol. Which could be in 0.4. Get Budgie Smuggler to sponsor us. <laughs> you, again, you really <laughs> overestimate my influence there. It's more than my influence there. Anything is more than zero. Exactly. I'm keeping it that way on purpose. <laughs> um, how was your week? Yeah, week's gone well. Cycle's fun. Running's fun. <laughs> swimming's slightly less fun, but still fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Thanks for the update, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Deadlifts felt good today. Squats felt good on Monday. Bench felt good on Tuesday. Everything's gone swimmingly, to be honest. I appreciate the pun. Um, I meant it. Little bit of a side note here. A couple of weeks back, Andy gave me some tips on my bench press, and I input them yesterday. How'd they go? It felt really good. Yeah, it feels better. Uh, my arch was a lot higher up. It was more thoracic than lumbar, like where I had it before. Yeah. I went for a slightly wider grip, and I gripped the bar as I was positioning myself, so a nice tight grip. Yeah. How'd I you get tighter? Uh, Better three, position. Three sets of 80 for five reps. Nice. And 
the couple of week couple of weeks ago, you spotted me for one rep of eighty five. Yeah. So it didn't move very well. Yeah. So it's getting better. And nice. y- there was definitely uh, not a you know you said that there was a trans there, there was a struggle in the transition from pec to tricep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it appeared to not be there. Nice. So definitely an improvement there. So thank you for that. Yeah, it always comes from just setting up better. Mm-hmm. Like if you can get better at starting an exercise, you'll hold position better throughout the exercise. Mm-hmm. If you don't. Like if you don't set up well, like regardless of what the exercise is, it's you're not going to be able to readjust your position mid rep. I think it's a metaphor for life. Yeah, if you set up well, you'll probably do a bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing, uh, yeah, I, that's actually something I say to most of my clients is get into a good position before you load yourself. So before you pick up the weight. Good example is bogger and split squats. A lot of people will pick up their weights. And then they'll st- stick their back foot out trying to find a, a place to balance. And then they'll actually start doing their split squat in a fairly average position. What I say to my people, put the weights down, start in the bottom of your rep, find a good position for the bottom of your rep because that's going to be the hardest point that you're in. Yep. Then grab the weights and stand up. Yeah, much easier. Much, much easier. And you'll find that you fall over a lot less. Yeah, don't fall over when you're trying. No. Not ideal. Definitely not ideal. Um, yeah, so that all sounds good, man. Yeah, I mean, there's not a huge amount of report on it. It's week after week, it's getting getting better. Yeah, Distances get longer, times get longer. <laughs> Fatigue goes up. But I've, um, I think this week I don't have, I don't know, I have some yellow in my recovery and my whoop, but everything is, most days are green. I think five out of the seven days have been green. I've been all yellow this week, so... <laughs> I'm better than you. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, I've got a bit of room to improve. But as we spoke about on last e- the last episode, I took some time off from work and didn't go about recovering in the best way. So I'm feeling the after effects of that. Yeah. It's a lesson learned. Yeah. You live and you learn. Exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't have losses. I just learn. Exactly. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Said that on the last episode. Um, yeah, that also sounds like it's been a good, good week. For you. How are you finding it back into the... Intense training after it, your recovery week. It's funny because this week is actually more intense than the week I had before the recovery week. But I'm feeling a lot better in it. So I'm not feeling as wrecked, which I think comes more from the five weeks back to back. Yeah. means your recovery week has um, worked. Well, yeah, it had the desired effect, even if the, the stats aren't as high as I'd like them to be. Was your cycle with the coffee stop, was that for the recovery week? Or is that going to be because they're getting so long now? They'll no, all have that was part of the, the recovery week. All right, so there won't be a program coffee stop? Nope. Yeah. No, this is just four hours of send it. Nice. <laughs> send it in zone two. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, when you got to stop, it's always harder to get going again. Mm. You're better off just keeping the momentum. Because the thing yeah. is, well, with long endurance stuff, what I've found is once you get halfway, once you break the back of it, well, it's like you might be just past the halfway point. It's like, all right, well, I have, I've already done an hour and a half. I have an hour and 20 minutes to do. It's less than what I've already done. Mm. Psychologically, it's a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Definitely comes by um, a lot easier. I know that because my dad's a big cyclist. When I go and cycle with him in Singapore, um, he does roughly 45 Ks and stops and has an iced coffee. And it's this like, it's this Southeast Asian style of iced coffee where they use um, that milk with sugar in it. Starts with a C. Condensed. Condensed milk. And he, um, and he reckons that powers him back through the second half of it. So that's what... That's so what it might be the sugar. Yeah, and the ca- I mean, and the caffeine as well. I had to slowly teach Dad about how carbs are fuel. Yeah, not bad for you. 
Um, but we're, we're getting there. Yeah. He has a little bit more carbs now. Well, like, you, your dad's been cycling since the 60s or 70s. Yeah. And there's still stuff you can teach him. Like, there's always more you can learn. Yeah. Regardless of how kind of involved in a certain sport you are, like your dad with cycling, there's always more to learn. Yeah. And there's always new stuff being figured out as well. It is funny because he started to get really interested in kind of like the sports science side of things. And yeah. as someone who is sort of like in his 60s and works in um, sales or a telecommunications company. Yeah. Um, going into, he got more into the kind of like sports science side of things. And, and um, now like he'll send me like Twitter articles and stuff like that on sports science stuff um, because he's like really into it. So he's trying to optimize his performance in his 60s, which is awesome. You should hire his son as a coach. <laughs> yeah. No, because then I'd be like, go and do weights. And he'd be like, no. <laughs> he only go, he goes to the gym and does like press and leaves. I'm not kidding. <laughs> He's probably not the only person that does that. Yeah. <laughs> um, he loves it. Um, but yeah, so it's it's the recovery week has worked, but it has been a pretty hectic week this week as well because I missed Monday um, because I was driving and then obviously we saw Ned finish in the afternoon. Um, so this week has been um, a bit more packed into sort of six days as opposed to seven. Yeah. So I'm on session. I've done, as of this morning, with my son this morning, it's eight sessions in four days and I got another one. I got a weight session this afternoon and then I got a cycle, long cycle, my longest ever cycle tomorrow and then a run and a swim on Sunday. What, what's your cycle tomorrow? Four hours? Four hours. Yeah. I was going to go on you with that, but it's a l- slight but longer than mine by an hour and 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> by a quarter of it. Yeah. Mm. Over a quarter. <laughs> Over a quarter, yeah. So, it, um, yeah, so it'll be a long one, but, I mean, I realistically, come race day, it's probably going to be around six hours that it takes me to do, so. Yeah, like, you're going to have to build up, but. Just going to get used to it. It's like, week on week, because I, I could say, like, this week is going to be my longest cycle ever, yeah. and the same is going to be true next week. Yeah. And then the following week, the same is going to be true again, mm. until I get, I think mine will get, I think, 305 or 320 is going to be my longest. Oh, man, yeah. And then it goes into brick sessions. Yeah. So like the this or the time comes back and I go. See, for those of you who don't know what a brick session is, you go cycle straight into a run. Yeah. Um, and they'll obviously start shorter and get longer and longer and longer. Well, because guess what you do in a triathlon? You well, you swim and then you cycle and then you run. Yeah, straight into a run. So yeah. Did you um, see the meme I put on my uh, on my Instagram story the other day? Oh yeah, the, about the about the, the shark. sharks. Yeah. yeah. It was a uh, sharks can swim faster than. Yeah, a shark can swim faster than me, but I can run faster than a shark. So in a triathlon, it's down to who's the better cyclist. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and it ma- it just made me chuckle. I was like, <laughs> that's very funny. Um, yeah, so, but I also did um, a swim squad with my sort of like the the training, so the group I do coaching with, which is Hurt Locker, try. It was the swim squad on Wednesday. That was fun. It was hard because I've never like swam in like a group of people. So essentially... Swim, what is a swim squad? So a swim squad is... You have a bunch of people all in the same lane yep. and you'll all be doing the same thing and one person will go and then, you know, a couple body lengths, the next person will go, then a couple body lengths, next person. And it's kind of like you're firing bullets out of a gun, bang, bang, bang. So the first person set in the pace. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and you just, you're all going off the same rest. So it's, you, there's, and they're also, cause you got someone directly behind you, someone directly in front of you. There's a lot more pressure to like go a little bit faster. Yeah. So I was like, I was swimming a lot faster than I normally would. Um, but it was cool. Yeah. It was definitely my lats were really feeling it towards the end. Yeah, I can imagine. I felt like someone was stabbing me in the side. My swim session this morning was me and the all the old folks in Prince Alfred Park <laughs> because I did it at half eight yeah. or quarter to nine. So um, most people are in work um, and it's only really me as a PT 
who has a flexible work schedule mm. and the retirees in the pool. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that's normally the time where I would swim. And they were faster than me. Yeah. They go, well, they have a bit more time on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they've probably been doing it like their yeah. entire life. Yeah. That's one thing I've noticed with cycling as well. Cycling is quite popular in kind of like, like it's not a, as popular in people like our age. Mm. Like it is still popular, mm. but more so in people like 40s, 50s, 60s and upwards. Yeah. And they are just ridiculous. Yeah, what you'll find is, um, A, when you're a bit older, your body can't take the running as much. So you'll tend to find more people will drift towards cycling when they can't really run as much. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, also, cycling is not exactly a cheap sport. Yeah. Um, so you find that people our age are not able to quite afford it, whereas older people can get the good gear because they've got to yeah. more disposable cash. That's the thing. Like. The people like there's some people going around and you just see like you see their bike and you just know that that's like a 12 grand bike like yeah fucking hell and yeah so there are some people yeah t- typically older it is a bit more of an older person sport yeah um but yeah so it has, I mean it's been a not been the easiest week but you know hasn't been the hardest week yeah and um deadlifts were good on Tuesday um bench was good yesterday excellent got some RDLs today how many days a week do you lift weights three yeah, yeah. Um, and I've been getting like my strength has gone up heaps, and yeah. I've still got like room for technical improvement on most of my lifts. So, got room to get stronger. I think everyone has room for tech for technical improvement on the lifts, no matter who you are. Yeah, even like the most elite of the elite powerlifters are all aware they have room for improvement yeah. technically on the lifts. Yeah, but it's it's nice to know that your limiting factor is not your strength. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've got a bit more room to improve there. So I've, I'm, a ha- I did a half a rep on double body weight deadlift. You did half a rep, so you failed a rep. Yeah, but I did half. So I got it off the ground. That doesn't count. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it counts. I'm saying it's good to know. That I would phrase it differently. <laughs> yeah, but that's a personal preference of me. You know what? I'll phrase you differently. Oh, big man, big talk. <laughs> um. But yeah, so it's it has been one of those weeks. I think coming off of a rest, it's it can be sometimes a little. I'm not going to use the word hard, um, but difficult, which is actually means the same thing. <laughs> Did you find like mentally in that recovery week you switch it off, and that's what you're finding hard to come back in? Yeah, being fully switched on. Yeah, it's definitely that. Um, you get into a really good groove. Um, we mentioned last week how when you're training so much you're so structured that everything just you just go into the next thing you don't waste time like you're just straight into you're you're almost on autopilot you take away that need for structure yeah and typically things you're like oh i'll be sweet i'll have so much more time and then you don't use the time as efficiently no you you don't have to exactly and you're getting up like you know a couple hours later (laughs) you're spending more time on your phone watching tv fucking around you know so it is it that was probably one of the harder aspects of the week. Um, but, you know, I've been asked before, like, had you know, I had um, during the training for the half Ironman earlier this year, I spent a week away with my dad in Singapore, little hot weather training camp, and then came back. And then two days after I came back, my housemate got COVID. So having spent a week, like, I was still doing, like, I was still training, especially for cycling-wise, but not like a normal schedule to then come back and get ready to go again and then have to spend a week inside because of sort of like COVID. Um, 
I then had to come out of that and be like, all right, I got to get going again. And one of my clients said, you know, how do you do it? Like, how do you get straight back into it? I'm like, well, you don't like, you just do it. Like that first session will be hard, but it's almost like the snowball effect. Yeah. Once you get yourself going, once you get rolling, you get back into that rhythm. You've got to do the first one. Yeah. It'll come naturally. And it's like the longer you prolong the first one, the worse uh, it gets. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's this kind of, um, <laughs> Andy's struggling with his seat. Yeah, the seat, the back is fucked. <laughs> it's something that um, I've kind of like talked about before, but it's the it's this kind of thing of like motive, discipline versus motivation. Yeah. Um, and you like in our industry, we hear, oh, you know, I need a bit more motivation, or I just need to be motivated, and it's a term that's thrown around a lot in terms of like, oh, it's it's like at some point in the future. I will be more motivated to do something. Um, and I just think that in when it comes to stuff like this, it is your it is the discipline to do it even when you don't feel like it that is going to get you over the line and it's going to get you going rather than the idea of like, oh, at some point I'm going to get struck by this, you know, awesome sense of accomplishment and achievement and I'm going to get up and I'm going to go and run and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, like you, your motivation will always be highest when you're sort of, sitting down on the couch, sitting still, lying in bed, sit, standing in the shower. It's the discipline that actually gets you moving, gets you up off the couch, gets you into that training session that's going to get you over the line. Yeah. Well, my counter to that is always, okay, well, you, you, you'll do it when you're more motivated. That's great. Fantastic. When you get motivated and you start doing it, what happens when that motivation then dissipates and drops off? What are you going to do then? It's like, oh, oh well, I'll be, but I'll, I'll, be in, I'll be in the routine of, of doing it, so I'll just keep doing it. It's like, very easy to say, harder to execute. So rather than taking that approach, waiting for that motivation, let's just do something. It doesn't have to be the the whole hog. It doesn't have to be f- kind of full steam ahead. Let's just get you moving and build momentum like that. And then it doesn't matter whether you're motivated to do it or not. You're in the routine. You're in the habit. It's just getting it done. Yeah. Like I've said it on here before, and it's, um, I think it's a Tony Robbins quote, discipline ways out. Discipline weighs ounces, regret weighs a ton. Like you'll always regret the work that you didn't do because like time is ticking regardless. You either do it now or you go through this phase of, oh, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, feel shit about it, and then you do it later. Or you then never do it. Just do it now. Pull the finger out. That was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Clip that, please, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to let you roll. Like, you were just fucking bam. Like, I didn't want to interrupt. I'm passionate about this stuff. Yeah, it gets me going. Um, but, yeah, no, you're 100%, 100% right that it's the it's creating that momentum. But you, you that, create, that start is always going to happen in a time when you don't feel like you want to do it. Because realistically, that time's never going to come. No. Like, you're never going to be in a perfect situation to get something done. It's like... Um, we're leading into Christmas now and you talk to people about potentially sort of getting started with you and they're like, oh, I'm not sure if there's much point doing it before Christmas. And it's like, it's the fucking best time to do it. Yeah. Because if you're if you're getting into a, like a routine and a habit in the hardest time of the year to maintain habits and routines, it's going to be so much easier to do to maintain it afterwards. And it w- especially when you get to like January and every company's dog is like, oh, you know, this is my year and they do their first month in the in the gym. It's like you're already going to be in a good routine that like you're not going to have to worry about the like gym nerves. You're not going to have to worry about like figuring out what's the best time to go. You don't have to worry about getting your clothes in line. You just you're going to be already there. Yeah, I personally feel summer is the best time to do it as well, purely because um, 
when it gets to winter, it's always harder. Yeah. It's colder. It's like darker. It's, yeah, it's darker. So like the sun rises, obviously rises later and sets earlier. Like it, it's hard to get out the door when it's still dark if you're not in the habit of doing it. But to go to go back to like the the whole discipline thing, like I, I had a cycle there the other week. And I think as coaches, people kind of lump us into the category of like, oh, well, you're uber motivated to do it because it's what you do for work and it's just kind of who you are. And like, yes, to a, to a certain degree, that's that's true. But there's times when I don't fucking want to do it either. Nah. Like I was on a cycle. Um, I was going around Centennial Park. And the, the hour leading up to the cycle, I knew I didn't want to do it. As I was getting dressed and I was dilly-dallying in, in the apartment, I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do it. I was putting my gear on. I was like, I don't want to do it. Get my bike ready, making my... My drinks, um, my carb drinks for the for the, like, I was like fuck. I don't want to do it. I got to Centennial Park. I sat in my car for ten minutes because I didn't want to do it. Just scrolled on my phone. I finally got on the bike and I finally started going. Every single lap, I passed my car. I was like, fuck. I could just stop now. And then I I'd, I'd go past and say, like, oh, I might as well finish this lap. And then I'd, I'd be coming up on it again. I'm like, I could stop now. And no one. It means nothing to nobody. Nobody's gonna know. No, I could and just sat in my car and went home at the time that I would have been home at, yeah. and Kira would have been none the wiser. Just don't post it to don't post my Strava to yeah. my Instagram story. I know, no, yeah, but I'd know. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm doing it for me, and it, it it didn't feel great, and it was my best performance, but I got the work done. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. Like I could have stopped at any time, but I didn't I didn't want to, I didn't have to. I was not like I was couldn't have been further from motivated at that point, mm. but I did it because I'm in the routine of doing it, and I have the discipline to do it. Because if I don't do that training, well, I'm not going to cross that finish line in June. I don't cross that finish line in June, I'll feel a hell of a lot worse than I did doing that cycle. Mm. I mean, that's a, um, a really interesting point there um, and so, kind of like references back to sort of a couple of weeks ago and what I've actually now be put into, it's like part of my plan in my training week, is that like oftentimes you will feel shit when you train. Yeah, Like you just won't feel great. You, you won't want to do it, you don't want to get up. But if you start stop thinking about how you're feeling in that moment – Start thinking about how you're going to feel in 12 hours when the other opportunity to train is, but you're tired because you've been working all day, or you haven't got dinner ready, and you know you you got short like less amount of time, and you're not going to want to train then either. But if you get it out of the way now, like it's going to be so much easier. Yeah, I had a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was just sort of thinking about how I was going to get all my sessions in because like when you when you do true have to train twice in a day like realistically that's somewhere between two and four hours yeah of my day and not just the training getting to training getting ready for training the time after training yeah. having a shower exactly and, stuff, and then back to work or yeah. whatever it is and then you add in the, the fact that i have a full-time job yeah which also requires a lot of admin type work like a lot of back of house work on top yeah. of it if i take up four hours out of my day every day then i've got another six hours of PT sessions to do. I'm only leaving myself like two, re realistically, probably like two hours to get any other work done. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I need to find a better way of doing this. I think that's where the kind of like the whole, like James Clear's whole like atomic habits thing comes in really, really handy because you're you're limiting yourself time-wise because you have all this time that you've got to spend on a bike or in the pool or running. So if you can reduce as much friction as you can during your day, make your environment a hell of a lot easier. You just give yourself some of that time back, yeah. To still run, still run your business, still do your job, and still do all that training. Yeah. 
Exactly. But what, so what I actually, I'd set my alarm for four o'clock and I got up at 4am and, and ran and then went to work. And it was, felt so good. Yeah, it's great. Because then I got to the evening where I would have had to run at that time and I went, thank God. <laughs> Watch Netflix now. Yeah, I can sit down. I can rest. I can recover. So my new thing is going to be Tuesday and Thursday morning, alarms at four o'clock. I get up and I run and then I go to work. And that means that on so Tuesday and Thursday morning, and it's Tuesday and Thursday evening, I don't have to run. And it's just going to make yeah. life so much easier. Yeah, and you do have to go to bed a little bit earlier on Monday and Wednesday, but... That's quite nice. I love going to bed early. I he's, I mean, here's the thing, like, and I've definitely noticed that the last couple of days when I haven't been working um, and I've been staying up a little bit later is the time you don't get anything out of that time you stay up later. No. I'm watching episodes of How I Met Your Mother that I've watched 10, 15 times before. I can quote the entire episode to you. I don't need to watch it. <laughs> it's That's like, just pissing time away. Exactly. And gonna, Why wouldn't you not just watch something better? It's, it's like that you haven't seen that's like maybe somewhat mentally yeah, engaged. It's too stressful. It's a whole other thing. That's a whole separate story well, that we can touch on later. Yeah, fair enough. Because <laughs> on Netflix at the moment, me and Kira are watching a show called The Watcher. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's popping up. So I might actually watch that because it's got Bobby Cannavale in it. It's fucking class. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is that like n- you don't get a whole lot done in the evening. And then sometimes I'll talk to people and I'll be like, oh, you should get more sleep. And they go, I don't know, like, I can't get up any earlier. What do you do before bed? Oh, scroll my phone, watch a bit of TV. Go the fuck to sleep earlier. Yeah, like, you, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Like, that's not something you need to do. And you can st- you can still watch telly or scroll on your phone and get a good night's sleep and go to bed earlier. Yeah. You don't, like, you don't need to spend hours upon hours upon hours of doing it. Yeah, you just need to be a little bit more disciplined about it. And, like, realistically, I wasn't very disciplined about it no. And over the last week because everyone has those weeks. But when I like, when I need to turn it back on, I'm gonna have to turn it back on. I'm just gonna have to be more disciplined. Yeah. And you know, if that means going to bed at eight o'clock, fucking oath, I'm gonna get eight hours of sleep and get up at four o'clock and get a run done. And because I've done my run in the morning, I don't need to do it in the evening, so I can chill out earlier. Yeah, and you, go to bed. Early. You have more time on that day. Damn, it's delayed gratification. It's like okay, well, I could have this thing right now, mm. or I could be disciplined now, and I can have that thing that I want down the line, and it's gonna be more satisfying. Exactly. Because I put in the work, or in this case, you went to bed early to get up early to run, and then you get on that night after your run, after your big day of work, you can chill the fuck out. Exactly. Yeah. So definitely the um, that's like when it comes to you know getting like your training in, having that extra amount of discipline, that it's going to help get you over the line. You're going to have weeks where you're less, and you're going to have weeks where you're more. It's going to translate into other aspects of your life. Alcohol, food, um, sort of distractions, it all like it all adds up that like the discipline from your training is gonna sort of transfer over. Yeah. I mean, training is not just training because it's like from the physical side of th- side of things, the mental side of things is massive. And that's not just to say like, oh lifting weights helps my mental health. That's great. That's brilliant. But the mental clarity you get when you say, sweet, I have this goal that I'm working towards and I'm moving towards it, it will bring better habits into your life. As a side effect, because then better habits are going to make your training better, going to make your recovery better. Mm. Like you, you mentioned alcohol there. That, that's been a big one for me with endurance training. Like I used to have a beer every night with dinner, not not a non-alcoholic beer. I'd have a beer every night with dinner because I enjoyed the taste of beer. I'm not drinking one beer to, to get pissed. I just enjoyed it. Whereas like 
if I was to do that now, like, well, that's going to negatively impact my sleep. Do you want to just lift weights? It wasn't a big issue, mm. but now it's a bigger issue. It's like I've developed the habit of not doing that anymore, purely because I'm training for that now. Yeah, exactly. I was going to develop that habit anyway. Yeah, but the training kind of accelerated that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it is. It's. I mean, it's kind of, I guess, pertinent at the moment because. Obviously, Ned's just finished his record run, and when we spoke about it last week on the potty, um, and I've had like someone asked me, "Is like how do you how do you train for that?" And I went, "Well, you run, yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot." Um, like, oh, you know, like I don't know if I could really, you know, keep myself going. And it's like, well, he's like he's, I'm sure he's a very motivated bloke. I've never met the guy, but well, actually sat and had a conversation with him, but I'm sure he's a very motivated bloke. But his discipline is. Like, it's next level. Yeah, because he works full-time as a Sparky as well. Yeah. So he's not this professional athlete that is paid to do this and trains at the ideal time every day, mm. has all his recovery looked after him by his team of, by his support team around him. Not He, get, he gets up, runs first thing in the morning before he goes to work, or probably after he finishes the day mm. on site. Four hours. Oh, well then, yeah, he yeah. goes before work. And then he goes to work. Mm. Same, as you, same as I do, same as you do. Yeah, exactly. Same as everyone else does. So he, yeah, and it's and then you know that translates into what all the work that he did for the twelve months before. So like you know everyone's def, he's definitely popped onto everyone's radar quite recently. But he was training for this for 12, 12 plus months. How long have you followed him for? Uh, you followed him the build up end of last year, I think. I started yeah, following him, or early last year. Because I only became aware of him when you told me when he yeah. was just about to start or had just started. He popped up on the Budgie Smoker story and I had a look at his Instagram and saw that he'd done the 50 marathons in 50 days last year. That's yeah. I started following Because Budgie sponsored him for this. Like they then. did, yeah. yeah. Did you get a pair of the Ned Budgies? I haven't. I could sort, sort myself a pair if I really wanted to. Yeah. yeah is, that is the influence I get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the nicest pair of Budgie yeah. yeah, but the but, money's going to him. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so he, he was saying that like, yeah, like, you know, no one was watching when he was doing these 4 a.m. No. wake-ups then. But the thing is that the, the ability to do what he just did came from the fact that he was, like, it's not just he is this, I mean, again, he's probably got a lot more motivated than the average person, but he also had the benefit of training not just his body but his mind for so yeah. long to get himself in the position where he could get run a hundred run a hundred fucking kilometres. Like, I, you can't even under, like grasp how far that to is. To do that once as well Most, is ridiculous. I was talking about it with my brother the other day. There's a very, very small percentage of people who would even consider that as a possibility. And then there's an even small proportion of that, of, of people who would consider it and then actually think about doing it. Yeah. And then there's the people who would th- go from thinking about doing it to actually doing it. And then the people who like can do, run, have, have and can run 100 kilometres in one go, very small amount of the Earth's population. To then do it, not just once, not day just twice. After day, day after day. After day. For a month and a half. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like one of my mates, one of the boys that lives on the goalie, um, he has run uh, 100K twice. Mm. As in, he's, he's done two 100K races. The first time he did it, he lost toenails. Like, that's fucking hard on your body to do it once. Mm. Never mind, day, as we said, day after day after day. Mm. In, I, I'm not too clued in on the weather across the, the outback and, and the Nullarbor and stuff like that. It wasn't cold. 
Yeah, looked fucking hot. There, there were some. He like, looks very tanned. It was either very. <laughs> this is a great way to describe Australian weather. There, it's either fucking hot or fucking wet and fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, he saw a bit of sun, a lot of rain as well, a lot of wind. Yeah. There was one day where he was running into a headwind the entire day. Oh. I, like, because it felt like he was running up a hill. Yeah, and he was on the flat. out on the flat as well. Yeah. Like, th- there's no yeah. protection, and the only cars out there are trucks, like yeah. se- semi trailers going past. Yeah, big fucking yeah truck big trains, rigs. road trains, road trains. Yeah, That's it. so he um truck trains, truck trains. Yeah, so like it, and then like the ability to get up each morning, your feet are in pain, your body's in pain, your head's in pain, and then to strap yourself up, put your fucking shoes on, your nice bright puma shirt. The same hat. He wore the same hat every day. I bet that's a bit, I bet that smells. I reckon that should be like a bit of sports memorabilia. Oh, like I, in like a glass case. Yeah. Like Warney's baggy green. Yeah. Ned's Ned's record run hat. Well, like it's it, it's weird to think about, and because me and Kira obviously went there, we didn't go because I didn't go down with you. I went down with, with Kira, and it was it was weird to think that I followed this geezer on social media for. I'd only follow them from just before the run. So I was kind of a bit of a bandwagoner. But, and, and so many people we were. Are. Yeah, so many people were. Like, it's just kind of like, this cunt is doing this. And you're like, oh, fuck, that's interesting. And then, you, like, you hear stories of, like, the first people to do this and the first people to do that. Like, now he's in the conversation as the fastest Aussie to run across Australia. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. He's like, I was thinking about it today because I've, we've spoken kind of about, like, endurance heroes and people we've thought about. David Goggins, um, Ross Edgley, Ross Edgley, um, uh, Dean Carnesis is another one of mine. He's a American guy that ran. He's an ultra marathon runner, and he did his um, in his book. He uh, wrote about um, he did 199 k's straight. 199. Yeah, straight. And I was just thinking, like, real to me, the only that it's because this is a different sort of endurance. This isn't about speed endurance. It's just about the ability to fucking wake up every day and just go again. Mental endurance. Yeah. The only person who the I the only category I'm seeing is Ross Edgley's swim and Ned's run. I don't like and um Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, yeah. yeah. Um Scouser, who ran across America five times. Yeah. Doing the Forest Gump route. Yeah. The, he fucking looked like Forest yeah. Company was doing it as well. The difference is for him that I do remember that he did at one like they weren't because of his it visa, back to back, yeah. Because of his visa, he had to fly home, reapply for a visa, and fly yeah. back. So it wasn't like cons- so, constant. Yeah. So because I haven't read his book, I just listened to him on a podcast. He'd do like he went back and forth. He did like three crossings, mm. then had to fly home, get a new visa, and fly back. Mm. And then he went home for the birth of his son as well, I believe. Yeah, uh, birth of his daughter. But yeah, yeah. There we go. So yeah, so he finished it, flew home, and then flew back once she was born. And his wife and daughter came, and they did like a, a ceremonial finishing. Okay. Um, where Forrest Gump in the movie actually stops. He goes, "I'm tired. I think I'm going to go home now." <laughs> yeah, and then um, the other one is Colin O'Brady that did the I've mentioned. He's before. the Antarctica bloke. Antarctica bloke, bloke yeah. So uh, crossed Antarctica on his own. So those are like that's to me that's like those are the f- the f- I don't I don't know if there's a whole many whole no. lot many others that are just like. Because obviously, if you have like a gap, like D- Dean Carnassus has one, for instance, he ran 199 kilometers, or David Goggins has run like 220 miles at once, or something like that. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, to be able to do that straight. But then you know that, like, you know, 
you do your 199. All right, after that, I'm done. Yeah. I get to it. sit down. I get to go home to my family. It's going to take you, what, three days? It took him just over, just under two days. So. Yeah. <coughs> it depends how long you rest for, like, in terms yeah. of sleeping. Yeah, he didn't. Oh, he didn't? Well, I mean, he reckons he slept whilst he ran. Like, he just drifted off. Yeah. Um, Really interesting book. But the, um, yeah, so, like, it's, that kind of stuff is, it's, it's fucking crazy because to think about people have actually, like, gone out and and done that in one effort. It's still, it just, it beggars belief how you manage to get up and do yeah. it again. But it's fucking discipline. Like, it's not yeah. motivation. It's, no. no one's intrinsically motivated to get up and run 100 kilometers. Yeah. But the thing about um, Ned as well is the, the, the videos and, and the posts you see coming out on social media was, for the most part, like, his body's breaking down. It's fa- like his feet and his legs Which, are failing him. By the way, I think it's amazing that he actually was posting exactly what he was going through. Yeah. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah, so right. Very, very refreshing. Yeah. Rather than be like, yeah, no, I'm sweet. Like, everything's good. I'm doing great. I'm having a good time. It's like, no, it's him, like, having to scream at himself to get himself yeah. going. And that's what I love. Like, and there, there'd be times where he's just running, singing, fucking Jimmy Barron's working class man. Yeah. Like, oh. just loving it. But he's doing them, them things. He's not doing them for the camera. He's doing them because, well, that's who he is. And he's Ging himself up. Mm. Like, there's going to be times where you just have to kind of, like you said, scream at yourself just yeah. to fucking do it. Yeah, that's why I bark at people. Yeah. <laughs> bark at yourself. Don't bark at others. <laughs> but no, I like, and I, I do it as well. I mean, yeah. it's do you want to explain the fact you bark at people? Um, all right. So <laughs> when, during the lockdown last year, we had a bit of a joke when we were training outside about barking whilst we were going through like a hard set of squats. Yeah. When you're lifting. And it was funny because we were in like a public playground and there was like families with kids and then just like four meatheads in the corner going, <laughs> <laughs> Or <laughs> um, Jake McKay, yeah. he's the fucking worst. For it. Yeah, ex- exactly. So it or was the best, depending yeah, on how you look. So it was a bit of a running joke. But then what I actually found is kind of like similar to how we just mentioned with Ned, with like the screaming at himself, is that I actually found like it kind of motivated myself a little bit, and it was like it got me going. Um, I distinctly remember one day when I really didn't want to train, and I was just literally on. I was in my lounge room with my head face down on my ottoman, my knees on the ground, just and just like this, like hands on heads, just not in a good spot, and then just went <laughs> and got up and trained. Because <laughs> it is that's just sometimes you just, as I said, you just really don't feel like it. You're a strange unit you are. Yeah. Anyways, so then eventually that kind of um, uh, got to a precipice of when I was doing the, the half in Cairns this year, at one point, um, I when I was we were riding towards the turnaround, and I got really invigorated by the fact that we were about to head back. Like it's when you do the turnaround, it's like oh now I'm into the, I'm I'm going I'm to the finish. Like well, that's yeah. the direction I'm riding in. And so as I was getting close to the turnaround, every time I went past someone because I sped up, I barked at them, and they looked at me like what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Would you believe I'm not surprised that their reaction was yeah. one of disbelief? Like you're just riding along, you're doing this race, you're having a good time, and then. Some cunt in a colourful tri-suit goes past. <laughs> Your tri-suit was very lovely. It is lovely when it's got a hole in it. Does it? Yeah, chafe. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's rubbed a hole in it. Oh, mate, I got some chafe in my run <laughs> on Sunday. It's, it's not too bad because I bought the short, the Lululemon shorts, the liner. Mm, yeah. But the liner's not quite long enough. Yeah. It, so it rides up a bit. Yeah, I had another question. It's like, is more or less hair better for it? And I'm like, well, I don't have hair there anymore. Because yeah, I, I have like <laughs> a little bit, but... It's, they're quite short. They don't. It doesn't grow much between my between my thighs. 
But the little bits of hair like do get caught. And yeah. I, I would go no hair, but then again, when skin is sweaty or wet, it, it gets grippier. So mm. it, maybe it, the hair just reduces the grip. Yeah, Not maybe. Sure. Um, if anyone um, has, any has, any opi- has any opinions or comments on that, let us know. Let us know. Um, shoot us a DM. I think you can get like, I know for cycling, you can get like chafe cream for. Yeah, no, you can. Um, I had uh, a Vaseline, Vaseline on the neck for chafe from yeah. the wetsuit. But I mean, I wonder if that would work for running because. Yeah. Like there's sometimes I'm running and I'm like, this is just so fucking painful. I did have to put some under my um, so I wore a like a, heart, a chest strap heart rate monitor. Yeah, I had to put some under there because it was chafing. Yeah, fair. Um, my body and my arms. Did you find because you ran um with a sleeveless tricep? Did you find you got chafe on your arms or no? Uh, yeah. So that was from the um because oh, but from the heart rate from monitor, the heart not rate monitor. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, so I yeah I had to ch- uh fast up for that, but yeah. the problem is is that tri-suits are made for people that do triathlons. And I, and you will probably have a similar issue, have slightly more developed upper arms than the average triathlete. Yeah, my my cycling jersey cuts off the circulation quite a bit. But I can't leave the sleeves long. They do ride up yeah. eventually. So I just kind of pull them and hopefully they, I hope to make them as, as, little, as little restriction as possible. And it doesn't really work, but... You're in a bit of a tough spot, tri suit wise, because you've got that nice pale Irish skin. Mate, I'm getting, I'm spending so much time outdoors. I'm, I'm getting a bit of a tan. Yeah, but you got to. Like, you, you I didn't have much. I didn't have much to start with, so <laughs> it doesn't look like much. But to Make, me, I'm golden. Get, I was going to say, get a singlet tri suit, but wear some sunscreen. Yeah, I do wear some sunscreen. <laughs> um, I was so I was looking at two XU the, the other week, and there's a very nice blue one, and it, it's like, and uh, the top is blue and the bottom is black, but it's only an extra small. Yeah, give us a large you can't. Yeah, give us a large you can't. Um, listen to the podcast. Yeah. Um, so de- definitely Ned is an inspiration. Yes, absolutely. If you if you take that story and you're not you don't want to get up and do something like afterwards. Just fucking send it. There were so many people running on Tuesday. Was there? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> now, now look, honestly in honest, all, all honesty, I was running a little bit later than I probably normally would. But he, he's, he's probably, no, if he's he absolutely inspired yeah. some people to start running, I, I'd imagine. Yeah. There are people who are like, oh, fuck, I'll do it, yeah. yeah. I've had people messaging me being like, I'm inspired. And I was like, yeah, probably Ned inspired you, not me, but, you know. <laughs> Wait, take what you can get. I can teach you how to do it, kind of. Eat this, run further. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's all coaching is. Eat this, lift this, run this. Science. Yeah. There's a bit more, bit more nuance than that, but essentially you can break it down to that level. Yeah. It's a very small. I remember a few months ago, I was having conversations with uh, having a conversation with one of my clients, M, and she's like, I, "We're talking about getting up early and, and, and stuff like that." And she's like, "Oh, I don't know how you do it." And I was like, oh, "Look, I enjoy it." She's like, "Oh, I couldn't do your job." And I was like, "My job is just standing around telling people what to do." Mm. Like, in essence, that's it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's there's, there's way more nuance than that, and there's yeah, a, there's yeah. a lot more to it. But if you want to be a good coach, this is a bit more than that. Yeah, but you you can still break it down to that. Yeah. Um, when people tell me they like, show people what to do, how about that? Yeah, and count reps. I'm just a I'm shit at counting. Yeah, I can't count it. I did. I was really good at maths in high school. I'm not anymore. It's just like a muscle that it's. I stopped using it, and now all it all can go up to is ten, and even then, not very effectively. So we only program set to nine. <laughs> eight. I can't go any higher than eight. Well, I mean, last week you struggled counting to three. Yeah, that's. Actually, because I used to do a lot of five by five, and I'd always get to rep three and be like, 
least three or four. The worst is like in in powerlifting, a lot of the time you won't go above sets of five, depending well, on where it's cardio. Yeah, well, depending on where you are in your training, like there, you you will at certain points, but when you're in a peak, you'll be doing more sets than you are reps. Mm. Keeping track of sets when you're training, ten by one. Yeah, you got to fucking write it down. Yeah, you need it. Little block of chalk, mark the side of rack, uh-huh. or just if you have a notebook, just put it a little like the little dashes. Yeah, and then four dashes, and then a yeah a slash. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. Uh, do you have a a top top three each? Once again, same as last week, we actually didn't think of it. So, We're give us a minute. Give us. Um. So we've decided to go for our top three each breakfast foods oh, for oh, performance. Fuck. Breakfast is the best. Oh, for performance. I thought it was just top well, yeah. breakfast foods. Well, still. Like, you're still eating it for performance. Uh, top three breakfast foods. Yeah, you're eating everything for performance, technically. Exactly. I'm just all right. about performance. Go on. What's it? Um, well, I might as well put in my daily breakfast. What I eat every day. By any chance, is it protein nuts? Yeah. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> my, my overnight oats. Um, I was actually thinking of doing a little... I might do a little reel of these and put them up on Instagram. Um, so people can see what I do. I won't watch them. Looks can be deceiving because it, as it's been <laughs> commented by a client, um, it who looks awful. <laughs> he said it looks like slop. Yeah. Um, your client doesn't look awful. Your food looks awful. <laughs> just want to clarify. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> said client is listening. Um, <laughs> uh, oats. Uh, I use. Uh, it's a protein oat by Red Tractor, and it has soy protein in it. And the reason I have it is so I can vary my protein sources. Just a little side thing. Very nice. Should vary your protein sources. Um, with scoop of protein powder, cookies and cream, true protein. Use code Robbie for zero percent off. A um, little bit of yogurt, Chobani, Greek blended vanilla, milk, and then I put frozen berries and banana and uh, sugar-free maple syrup on top. Bang that in the fridge over the night. Next morning, the oats are nice and thick, so it's like a pudding. And then the, the berries have kind of melted and mixed with the sugar-free maple syrup to create a kind of like coolie. You don't heat, heat your oven out up the next one? No, I don't because I don't like hot yogurt. It tastes warm. Oh, yeah, fair, yeah, fair. Because um, I, I heat mine up because yeah. I like my food warm. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that would make sense because you're from a fairly cold country and I'm from a supposedly hot country. Yeah, but I do live in said hot country now, don't I? <laughs> yeah, but you, know, you still I don't you have cold showers. Um, if I am going for a little bit of a higher carb day, I will have normal maple, maple syrup or honey on it. With the sugar? Yeah. When you have a big cycle? Yeah, when I got the, the more carbs. What about you, bro? Uh, well, I'm not going to be boring and, and go into my breakfast that I eat day to day. I'm going to go for my actual favorites. Not that I don't enjoy my protein oats, but if I'm going out, if I'm treating myself, my, my go-to, this is my favorite breakfast to have. Poached eggs on sourdough toast. Wait, don't. With smoked salmon and avocado. So you get butter, butter to toast, smash the avocado, break the egg, bit of salt and pepper, salmon on top. Can't go better. And you're just trying to be like really out there and then it's like the one of the most standard. It is the most basic thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> it's and it's so fucking delicious. <laughs> I don't hear no more about it. I'm not, I'm not going to trash it. I, I mean, spent. I'm not the biggest fan of smoked salmon, but you know. That's, I'm not, not because it's bad just because i'm not a huge fan of yeah. the texture well see for me it used to be bacon i was like oh this is just uh. and then i was like do you know what? i'll try salmon one day yeah and it was fucking class yeah the only thing is it can be hit or miss depending on where you go with the salmon yeah um social brew cafe in piermont which actually won't be too far from you on harris street it's not 
Yeah, fucking the yeah, best place. Um, I run three p a month. Yeah, and it's actually very reasonably priced. Oh, that's good to see. Um, I mean, in normal times, it was really reasonably priced. They may have jacked up the prices along with everywhere else. Mm. But yeah, very very nice. Really good service. Yeah, nice. Good client. Nice. Um, so sometimes I'll treat myself at home, and I'll make protein pancakes, which are delightful. And he's giving me this really weird look like he kind of <laughs> half wants to say something well i was gonna say kira makes phenomenal protein pancakes i'm sure she does yeah i'm sure she does puts blueberries in them oh yeah shit. i put dark chocolate in them once oh it was I'm outstanding gonna, i'm gonna pass it on to her yeah um so there's a true protein actually do a protein pancake mix um so it's got a just a hint of vanilla in it Ooh. um and then i add in a banana it doesn't tell you to add in a banana but i do because i'm a bad motherfucker um wow an egg uh, blitz it up in the Nutribullet. Oh, a bit of milk too. And it's a fry pan. Bit of yogurt, bit of frozen berries or banana, bit of sugar-free maple syrup. Um, when I was younger, I nearly set my house on fire trying to make pancakes. It was a terrible idea. It went very wrong. <laughs> my mother was not best pleased. <laughs> it's not where, when you started speaking, that's not where I expected it to go. <laughs> she was so displeased at my attempt to feed myself that she told me I'm not allowed cook anymore <laughs> and uh, obviously that's why you still don't cook i've just never been a good cook i've yes. never i've never enjoyed it <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's a skill that i'd love to have and, and, and should develop more but yeah i i can cook enough to feed myself and survive <laughs> it, it, I, w- I can survive yeah, yeah same as women i can live i'm yeah I'm, I'm not gonna say i'm not gonna win any cooking awards often i get really stressed about over, uh, undercooking stuff so i'll overcook it yeah um, but I have worked as I've cooked food pro- for professionally, as in my job was cooking burgers at a, a chicken takeaway chicken shop at Chippy. I, I thought you were going to say at like a, a fucking barbecue weekend for the rugby club or something <laughs> like that. I was like, oh, mate, that's uh, also not, yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> not quite. Yeah, not quite. But yeah, so I um, I can make a good chicken burger. I do enjoy a chicken burger. Mm. Uh, what's your second favourite breakfast? See, I counted a two that time. Fair play to you. Well done. 25-year-old man counts to two. Well done. Um, second favourite is... Going to give Kira another shout out here. <laughs> she makes uh, a brioche French toast. That is... Oh. Is it anabolic French toast? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> it's... Very carb heavy and it's delicious. I suppose it, it could be anabolic because there's an egg, eggs involved, <laughs> and a bit of milk. So yep. Have you a bit okay, of bacon? Have you heard of the guy that claims like he has an anabolic French toast? It's just French toast with protein and powder in it. Wow. Yeah. Fucking revolutionary. Yeah. Putting protein powder and stuff. <laughs> That's that context the biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're actually having that this weekend. Cool. We've, uh, we've ordered our bread. See, using brioche bread and letting it go a little bit stale soaks up the egg mixture more, which makes it fluffier. I don't think I've ever... Have I? No, I have had French toast. I've never made French toast. Never. Am I oh, missing out? I wasn't allowed to make French toast. Uh, absolutely. I'm not surprised. Absolutely, you're missing out. Also, um, another thing I tried to do when I was younger was I left rice on for way far, far, far too long. Burnt a pan, burnt a pot even. And my ma was not best pleased. <laughs> With that either. Yeah, I think keeping you out of the kitchen is probably good for society. Yeah. We'll see when Kira goes home for Christmas. With oh, John not going. no. 
I'm gonna hope to have the air fryer by then. Oh no, Andy! Don't don't <laughs> kill the air fryer, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna read the instructions. Don't kill the air fryer. He expect a call or some voice notes. Like, Robbie, I, I have a up. recipe, please. <laughs> I fucked up. Um, yeah, actually, I was telling someone about my air fryer the other day, and then I posted something on my Instagram story about it, and they were like. Oh, I'm clearly you like your air, air fryer, and I'm like, get ready for some content. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna see some shit. Um, my third one. This is actually gonna be mine when I go out. This is what I like to have: S- scrambled eggs, shit, sourdough, shit. No, so I like sourdough, but scrambled eggs, shit. Bacon, grilled tomato, no, nah. halloumi. Fuck off. That's awful. And maybe uh, if I'm feeling a little bit special, a hash brown. Yeah, I can get around a hash brown. How, why do you, how do you not like scrambled eggs? I don't mind them, but like they're not my favorite. See, poached right. this just too much. It's yolks going everywhere. Scrambled eggs, bosh that on some toast. Dunskies. Ah, uh, but poached like the. F- I I'll take the mess for the flavor. I the I had this last weekend at a cafe just outside of Nambucker Heads, and it was delightful. The scrambled eggs were delightful. That's very good for you. Well yeah. What's your number three? Um, number three, I'm going to go for a classic Irish breakfast of... Potato. A, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> of a breakfast roll, which consists of... So it's a roll, like a baguette. Wow. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Less of your cheek. <laughs> um, don't press <laughs> the button. Leave the button. Stop. Um, so it's a baguette roll. Sausages, rashers, white pudding, black pudding, eggs. Some some people put hash brown in. Brown sauce, which is, you know, HP sauce. Um, in Ireland, we use chef brown sauce. Because you want to be different from the... Well, it's just an Irish brand. Okay. Fucking fantastic. Can't go wrong with a, with a breakfast roll. What the dickens is a white pudding? So, white pudding is... So, you know the way black pudding is, like, clotted blood, basically? To be fair, I don't really know what black pudding is either. They're essentially using, like, it's when they use all of the pig. So I think white pudding, I'd have to fucking double check what it is, to be honest, I couldn't tell you, but it's delicious. You know, it's 2022, you don't need to use all of the pig. We do. <laughs> nah, pudding is either like it or you don't. Yeah. I, I can stop the recording on my phone and Google <laughs> it if you'd like. <laughs> just, just does not sound enjoyable to me. That's delicious. Oh, well, I mean, each to their own. Yeah, love a breakfast roll. Yeah. When I was working in the garage, when I was working as a as a heavy diesel mechanic, breakfast roll every morning. Not the healthiest fucking thing in the world. So were Actually you... Actually very far from healthy. Were you working on, as a normal diesel mechanic who was heavy? Or were you working <laughs> on heavy machinery? No, that I was working, on, working on heavy diesel machinery. <laughs> <laughs> working on trucks and oil tankers. I'm just a big diesel mechanic. <laughs> I was actually the smallest of the diesel mechanics. <laughs> Working as a heavy PT. <laughs> I'm just a f- big dog. What do you do? I'm a heavy accountant. <laughs> You've derailed that very, very well. Come back next week for top three lunch. <laughs> Top three, three lunches, lunches. <laughs> And then the week after that We can do our favourite dinners <laughs> what, do you, what do you do? I'm a heavy real estate agent 
plenty of real estate agents are fairly heavy. Whoa. <laughs> they are, though. That was unnecessary. I'm talking about the likes of Jake McKay. <laughs> He's heavy because he meant the muscle that he has on him. What, what do you do? I'm a light truck driver. <laughs> I'm just a small truck driver. <laughs> you found that far funnier than it actually is. It's because I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you're less than 0.5% alcohol. Yeah, I'm a lightweight. Um, oh, well. That was a good laugh to finish it off. Yeah, glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed that. Um, that's just about us, guys. 56 minutes. Oh, that's a, f- that's a fine length podcast. Doing all right. And the audio doesn't suck. Yeah, that's very nice. Uh, apologies on Robbie's behalf for episode six and seven. It happens. I think we're better now. No, yeah. I'm, I'm factually correct in that saying we that we're better now. Because we can actually see what's going on. And I could see that last time. I just didn't pay attention to it. Because I'm new to this. That's it. Yeah. Slowly but surely learning. Do you want to um, know a fun fact before you go? I always want to know a fun fact. Do you know that I think it's 80%, it's either 80 or higher than 80% of podcasts don't make it past episode three? Top 20%, motherfucker. And then of that 20% that make it past episode three, I think it's 95% of those don't make it past episode 20. So... We are after, so this is episode nine. Yeah. After next week's episode, we will be halfway to being what top, like probably two in or the 3%. Yeah. Probably even more. Mm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Look at us. We're six, we've pretty much made it then. Yeah. Once we hit 20. I think from, from next week, we can probably start saying the best podcast in Australia. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Because to be honest, that's subjective. Yeah. And I personally think we are the best. When also our podcast just keeps getting better. That's it. The growth, the personal growth that we've gone through has been exponential. Yeah, <laughs> in just this few short weeks. Yeah, I know. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, well, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. And just a reminder, you don't have to be a dude to listen to this. No. So if you've gotten this far and thought... Female-friendly podcast. Yeah. If you... <laughs> If you've gotten this far and thought somehow you got to the end of the episode and thought, oh, it's not for me because they're blokes, you you can also listen to it. You might call better blokes because we happen to be blokes. And we just want to get better. Be less of a shit cunt. Yeah. So that's a better PSA because the audio is not going to be fucked. <laughs> um, well, thank you for listening. Uh, Don't forget to download on Spotify. Like down, it. Su- subscribe. Like it, like it. Subscribe. Apple Music too. Amazon yep. if you're a lizard. Follow us on Instagram at Better Blogs Podcast. Share on Instagram. Tag us. Tell your mum. Tell your your mum's mum. Yep. And probably tell her mum. And just you and you know, if you go in if someone's at a work meeting and say, Hey, has anyone listened to a cool podcast? Just go, No, but I got this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> honesty is always best. Yeah. <laughs> Don't set the expectations too high. <laughs> no, we're all about ex- expectations management. Yeah. What you could do is you could tell them it's really shit, but they're kind of funny. And then they'll be absolutely blown away by how not shit it is because we're trying to be less of a shit cunt. Yeah, just trying to be a little bit better. All right. Anyway, I think that's see you next week. See you next time, guys. Bye.